0: Hello everybody and welcome into another episode of Connected by Seams Podcast. Episode 18 with the fellas. What is Big 1A?
1: <laughs> I don't know what
0: that is. That is awesome though. But hey, here we are. Episode 18 with the fellas all here. I'm Seth Smith, along with Garrett Smith and Danny Espinoza. Again, we caught up with another modern-day monarch and alum. Uh, and now a catcher in the San Diego Padres organization, Blake Hunt. Um, super cool for us to catch up with Blake. Uh, he was able to, you know, catch us up on on this funky 2020 season and how he spent it uh, kind of in their own bubble. And, and it was a really fun conversation. Don't want to spoil too much before we get there. Um, but before we do, let's catch up uh, around the sports. Uh, NBA finals are set, Lakers and Heat nhl congratulations to the uh, tampa bay lightning (laughs) and yeah really now who cares because we have no say my nuggets got smacked by the lakers uh who look pretty good should be a decent series though um so we'll see but again nhl tampa bay lightning they are the uh like their third title in
2: the last like six years
0: in tampa bay too that's like when when the ducks won it. it's like we haven't seen snow in freaking years but all of a sudden we have the best hockey team let's go um yeah. but same thing for tampa oh, bay yeah they've been john stamos right that's who they have john stamp stamos. Stamos. oh stamp coast sorry uh, I, thought, I thought it was john stamos um john
1: stamos.
2: <laughs> cast the full houses oh, out there oh my hockey. gosh yeah, but, yeah. So <laughs> dallas too
0: i i mean they had a heck of a run too but uh nhl Corey comes perry to had a game. hell of a series Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, hey, let's go right into our highs and lows. And while I'm on the mic, I'll just go first. Um, The highs, as you can see uh, with the W flag behind me, that's been flying often this year. Uh, Cubs set, making the playoffs once again, set to make another run. Uh, Fired up for that. I'm sure the man next to me on the video portion of this interview is probably pretty fired up as well as he shows off the C cap. Um, but I, I can't wait, man, especially with the layout this year and just kind of how everything's going to go. I'm fired up. I've been watching Cub videos on YouTube, maybe getting a little emotional from 2016, but it's time that they get on a freaking run again, man. I'm tired
2: of uh, – Luckily, they started – the... Yeah, in I'm tired of that. But, like, dude, their offense, I don't know how they won. What they win, 40 games, 42 games or something? It doesn't no, matter now. Watching. But they Big, gotta figure it out, man. But right. yeah, know uh, Chris Bryant actually. I, hit. I
1: want Toronto.
2: Toronto. I would love to see it. To be honest.
1: Yeah, Toronto. I, I, I want be- Toronto because I was there that organization for a very short time, and I enjoyed my time there. But I w- was able to see and and meet and you know become All these friends and related. stuff with Vladimir Guerrero and Biggio yeah. and Bichette and Guillio, and they're the greatest group of kids. And I'm like, dude, I want them to win.
2: How fucking sweet would that be too? Like, like oh, they got booted cool out of Toronto. That, like yeah, uh, it would be rad. Well, oh, shoot, man, that'd
1: be, what a great city to. Well, actually, they're not playing in Toronto. They're playing in Buffalo.
2: Right. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like they got they got couldn't even
0: play now. in there where they should be. Already right. dealing with so much, but yeah, it, they've been on a heck of a run. But that's why I'm kind of bummed. Like the Cubs got the Marlins here in this first round, and it's like shit. It would have been kind of cool to see the Marlins upset someone and, and kind of make a run. Um, uh, hey Come on, man. I just went on my highs of the week. <laughs> God damn. Um, but hey, we'll, we'll take this conversation after everyone highs and lows and we will carry this on because we got an idea um, for that whole bracket and playoffs thing. Um, but that's my highs. My lows um, made a super spontaneous quick trip um, up to Orange County. Went to Lunch, actually, with Garrett. Don't worry. That's not my low. Yo, this uh, is <laughs> low? <laughs> so we went and grabbed uh, lunch the hell's in on? the plaza in Orange, which was awesome. Uh, again, I'm, getting, uh, I'm getting, to getting to the low. I'm just a bad storyteller. Story. Um, but we had a good time. Eventually went home later that night and made it to the train. We were on the platform, ready to go, uh, all four of us. And I take the train decently often. Uh, I've never really, this sounds terrible, but like bought a train before stepping foot on the train, uh, because you can just do it from your phone with like a click of a button. Um, so we get there and they open up the doors. We see the lights come, we get ready. We like put our bikes on and we hear some lady like, Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Like you have to put it in the back cart. Like if you guys could just go to the back cart and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. And next to you know, here comes old chief. Around the corner, like waving his hand. You guys have tickets? Uh, you have bike reservations? We Do were, me a favor. Like,
1: like bike, bike like,
0: reservations. Hey, I don't even. I a surprise for you
1: because you guys wanted to see Billy so bad.
0: Hey, Billy! What's up, brother? What's up? No way! <laughs> little Billy what Kemper. Up? That's yeah. awesome, Mister Big Wave, right there. That's yeah,
2: freaking Mr. Big sweet, wave right there.
0: <laughs> wow. Everyone again. Hey, little plug. We're on YouTube. Please go check us out on YouTube. But anyone know who uh, Billy Kemper is, Danny, where he works out at the W training facility. Uh, Billy Kemper also gets after it there and Danny just giving us a little cameo. That was awesome. That was freaking sweet. I Danny, what are we
2: getting uh, w, uh, w facility shirts or hats for each of us? I mean, come on.
1: I got something better. I got uh, some Joe Cancerelli shirts. To come oh, out soon. I got him. Yeah, I got some good. We got we got good stuff coming for Joe.
0: Oh, right. Joe's the man. Haven't met him, but I feel like I have just from talking <laughs> to you every week and hearing <laughs> what an awesome guy he is. I didn't. Um, I didn't mean
1: to interrupt your highs and lows. Oh no, it, he, I I think you go from where this is Awesome going.
0: Joe was to not awesome. This guy was, um, but yeah, he <laughs> eventually told us as I'm showing him like my phone with the app open, like we're buying ticket like you're here you're not leaving we weren't late like you're supposed to help us get tickets if anything you can't just tell us not we to get on because do we don't have them so he yelled at the lady they don't have bike reservations or tickets what she do what should we do and she like turned around like i i don't know and he was like well sorry guys walked in closed the doors left left us on the <laughs> platform um so then had to uh figure it out from there no way yeah yeah i just don't get it man because we weren't late we made it to the train (laughs) we weren't asking you to hold up we weren't anything like what is the difference of if our car broke down and we needed a ride home that was our only ride home we just made it in the nick of time you're telling us we can't get on because we don't have bike reservations there's four people on the train it was 11 o'clock at night. last train of the day,
1: though, like, right? Some, some, people, you know, some people are just assholes. You know? I couldn't
0: believe it, man. I felt so bad. I had like, a group of people with me, let everyone down. Um, but thank goodness. Uh, I'm sure Justin was thrilled. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, he wasn't too shabby. He was fine. Um, but we were good. Based on he
2: didn't want to miss the train the whole time, and then – well, I think yeah. it was because we didn't miss it, dude. Like, not to uh, mention, no, yeah. Ryan rode, rode his bike with us to the
0: train. His freaking chain fell off 19 times. So we had to stop. Put, like, we battled through adversity just to get there. And then that guy had to
1: <laughs> show how under- cool Vinny, was. Vinny crush, Vinny crush then he was. He just had to
0: show how cool he was. Yeah. So that was awesome. Um, but those are, uh, really- those are my highs and lows.
1: I'll go. Okay. Well, I we had a pretty good high, but G and I finally got to go uh, mountain biking together. Yes, sir. Um, he's really fast downhill. You know, I'm like a turtle. I take my time.
2: Danny's really fast uphill.
1: i Really, <laughs> really slow down. I'm slow downhill, but I can get you. I can get you a little bit uphill. Yeah. And then lows. I I can't really say hello. a low. Really, that's good. I got a couple of highs. Like I'm ready. I mean, I'm Keep going with the highs. i free for my surgery, for my eyes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm getting uh, surgery on Friday, so I'm pretty stoked about LASIK. Um, so I don't really have... You know something bad that really happened. We're gonna need to. Uh,
0: we're gonna need that goggle picture after the LASIK surgery for sure.
1: Oh yeah, you should have seen yesterday. I had I had my eyes uh, dilated and I had those slipping <laughs> glasses behind my glasses. Oh, oh rocking! Yeah, awesome. Love it.
2: All right, what you got, G? All right, well my uh, I got a couple as well. Um, well holy shit! That was awesome. Uh, sorry i i'm watching the dogs in the backyard and they <laughs> all jumped on the fence and it freaking the squirrel just flew <laughs> up onto the neighbor's roof off the fence when they hit it that was freaking sweet um well that's a high right there that was <laughs> yeah. that was awesome never too um, no uh like Danny said uh we finally got after it went out on the trails that was a lot of fun actually um and you know it's gonna be a well, you got your LASIK this weekend, but hopefully a, a weekly occurrence.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
2: uh, also, probably my my oh, well, I can't say my favorite one because the one after that. But Bali got cleared off of her pancreatitis, so uh, that's always a a, a plus plus. On that I don't have to make her food. So uh that was I mean it wasn't too bad, but gotcha, Jeff I Boy U R G, huh? Every freaking day. Uh but the biggest high of all is uh Seth and I have a little a little nephew that came into the world last week. Yeah. Uh so we I actually get to go hang out with him tonight. So Dude, that's so nice. bad. Uh, Colson, Mac and Josh on that.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, shout out, out them. Mack. They do listen. Uh, Colson
2: Mac, five pounds, uh, little ounces. guy. Yeah, five pounds, eleven ounces. Uh, freaking about four pounds of that is his hair, and lucky
1: uh, yeah. guy. Yeah,
2: yeah, you can relate. <laughs> but let's uh, yeah. go hang out with him tonight. So uh, looking forward to that.
1: Sweet, but, uh,
2: my low, I mean. The weeks going uh, all right. My biggest low is the fact that Seth said that you know coming up to Orange County and seeing me was his low. So that
0: hey, if I would have known it was going to lead to that mess, we would have never came up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. No, I'm just That's, kidding. Yeah, that
2: makes me feel so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> better.
0: No, I'm just kidding. It was a good time. Everything, everything up until 1101 was, was a good time. Um, (laughs) But like I said, it was out of the blue anyway. We were just randomly went up there we were just supposed to go for a couple hours and ended up hanging out for a little bit um, longer than that. But it was a good time. Um, That's our highs and lows. We hope you guys like Danny didn't have any lows this week. But, yeah, that was a heck of a week. We're excited for this interview. Again, episode 18 already here of the Connected by Seams podcast. Caught up with Blake Hunt, a catcher in the Padres organization. Um, Was recently added to the 60-man player pool. Um, But we'll send it to the interview now with Blake. Enjoy. Hello, hello. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Connected by by Seams podcast as we welcome today's guest, another modern-day alum. And a catcher in the San Diego Padres organization, Blake Hunt. Blake, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Blake, you there? Great.
3: Uh really happy to be here. Yeah. Sorry. Is it, am I cutting in and out? I'm no, bad. you're good. You're
0: you sound great now.
3: Okay. All right.
0: How you doing, man? Where are you at? Where uh where where are you having this great Wi Fi at?
3: <laughs> I'm at my apartment out here in Arizona. Uh, in Peoria by the Complex. Um, if I need to switch anything up, just let me know.
0: No, no, you're good, man. I'm just giving you a hard time. But we were talking a little pre-show. You're, you're out in Peoria. We'll get into kind of everything. But um, what are you doing out in Peoria uh, right now? I know it's a crazy year with things, but just kind of let us know what you're doing out in Peoria right now.
3: Um, you know, our uh, our minor league side of things we got going there. They brought a, a lot of guys out for an instructional league this year. A little bit different normal years. Uh, we're going to be playing a lot more games. Normally it's a bit more one-on-one uh, um, with, you know, coaching staff. But uh, they're going to get in about 40 games I think.
0: Wow. 40 games in,
3: in how much time? Um, about 45 days. So we have uh, <laughs> just Sundays off. But, uh, yeah, other than that, they're, they jam-packed. Wow. Schedule, in, and I'm hoping to, on hoping to get 100 ABs.
2: There yeah. wow, That's crazy. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. a lot of work for a catcher too. A lot of yeah, weapons.
0: yeah, that everyday grind, man. Yeah,
3: l- I mean, luckily my uh, my legs haven't been killed too bad this year, just because we haven't played much. But uh, I was catching every single day down at the outside in San Diego, so I'm ready hmm. to go.
0: Hey, you're still young. You're still young. Take advantage of it, man. You still got those fresh legs. Um, but let's kind of talk in and get started. Uh, uh, how everything kind of got started for you. Uh, you mentioned or I mentioned at the beginning a, a modern day alum, another one, another fellow monarch joining us here on the show um, that's turned into, you know, a successful career. And and you're a Costa Mesa resident uh, growing up in the Orange County area. Um, I know we love our local teams. What about you, man? Did you have a uh, favorite team growing up, favorite player, someone you idolized, anything like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I like the Angels growing up um, when I was really. So Young. Actually, David Eckstein was my favorite player. You know, like a scrappy kind of great team guy, and uh, that's something. I, that's someone I always wanted to be like, and I loved watching him play. And then uh, when I got a little older and I started getting more into the catcher position, my favorite player became uh, Buster Posey. So I followed the Giants a lot, but I definitely stayed in California and and, uh, and definitely liked those two teams a it's lot. It's
2: funny that David Eckstein actually- Stein was your your favorite player and you mentioned scrap you're not exactly a small (laughs) dude so how
3: I how did that come about just for anyone that doesn't
0: know Blake's about what six four two something
3: yeah about 220 225 yeah definitely not small anymore um I was when I was a kid (laughs) um I was scrawny shorter than everyone and it was it was tough uh you know being around an older group of guys trying to play up levels and kind of being the smaller kid out there, but, you know, right when I went to high school, I had a huge rubber, um, and that's why I am now, just because of that. But I was even still scrawny in high school. I was 175, and I was still 6'3", and it wasn't until basically pro ball I started to put on real weight. Wow. Yeah, I
1: mean, but it's still, it's still nice to have Eckstein as someone to look up to. You don't have to be his same stature, same stature to look up to someone like him. I mean, that's a guy that just went about the – the game the right way played hard played with what he had the talent that he had and you know that's kind of everybody no matter how big or small you are you play with what you got and you give everything you, you give 100 percent of what you have you know and he said, that's a that's a really really good guy to, to
2: to look up to yeah you you could definitely find worse of uh, a role <laughs> model that's for sure <laughs> oh, yeah
3: man. i never i never had the the fortune of getting to meet him but i, I know he coached with uh, usa baseball for a couple of years and i had some buddies that they got to work out with him and, and got to know him
0: that's so cool pretty his, well.
3: he's, he's a great guy to be around and yeah
0: yeah his uh it's funny you mentioned meeting him we had the four actually our grandparents have had season seats to the angels for 45 plus years and his brother rick used to stand in the tunnel like right behind my grandparents seats and we'd see him every time and he looks just like David and so we met Rick and then one night we were walking in like Newport Beach and sure enough That's David right. Eckstein 5-5 five, five, just cruising down the boardwalk no one having a <laughs> single clue it was him but he was, was like right by like Perry's Pizza. A game too. Yeah he was like right by Perry's Pizza back in the day if anyone knows where that is by Blackies and on it just walking and sure enough, we said hi and uh, got to meet him. But again, it's just like you said, it's someone that you don't have to put, you know, when you first look at him, doesn't come out as a star, a World Series champion, but boy, he sure worked hard to get where he is. And, and that's something you can uh, gravitate behind. So, But you mentioned high school, um, kind of filling out as you got older, three-year player uh, on varsity at modern day. Um, us three, knowing how hard it is just to get on the varsity squad in general, let alone play three years up there with the big boys. Uh, You hit 400, nearly 400 as a senior, Uh, six long balls, eventually drafted uh, 69th overall in the 2017 draft by the San Diego Padres. Um, I never got that phone call. Could only imagine what that's like. Uh, the man below me has so you two uh, are in that together but talk about that moment man where were you Um, family friends what was that like for you
3: yes the the draft all together my senior year was like a whirlwind I didn't really see it coming at all I had uh, one offer going in my senior year from Pepperdine and um, you know everything kind of came together real quickly and and on draft I wasn't even playing friends I was actually going to go to some other close guys uh, that got drafted before, before me from Huntington Beach High School, Nick Prado and Hagan Danner, they had a, a party and my agent called me the day before and he said, hey, I, th- I think it's going to happen. You probably should be, you know, with your group at your house because, you know, it's an emotional day. And uh, I ended up having it at my house, had a lot of close family and friends. and it, To this day, best day of my life, no doubt. I've never cried so hard and and there's so many mixed emotions that went through the day and, and so many ups and downs with, with calls coming in and out. It's it, it's hard to describe in full detail, but uh, there's nothing that could have prepped me. There's nothing anyone could have said that would have prepped me fully for it, no matter what. So you just had to experience it. And, and, uh, and I was really happy to be selected by the Padres so far. Uh, I've been excited to, to hopefully get to San Diego one day.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, man. And you mentioned kind of how it happened so quickly and when I was trying to read and, and find stuff out, everything was kinda late bloomer, you know, everything was you climbed the ladder super late. Next thing you know, you're drafted on the first day of the draft. Maybe not something you saw coming or maybe many others, but the Tadres took that chance, uh, which is freaking awesome. And you mentioned Pepperdine though. Was there was there other schools involved? Was that your you know main choice uh was it the draft or pepperdine uh, or what was that decision like um to to
3: decide to go to pepperdine if not the draft they were the first offer i had as, as a junior and you know it's tough in southern california with the competition we're around and you see guys left and right committing to all these big schools it's easy for coach to say oh, don't panic you can wait me feel special and to be a leader in their program whenever i step foot on campus immediately and so I, uh, I decided to sign with them as a senior, so I had my letter, national letter of intent, written and, and signed with them, and and yeah, it, it, I told teams when it came down to the draft, like I really value an education, and and I had no you know, saying no to, to to some money and saying I want to go to school, and it would have had to have been the right opportunity with both the team and you know life-changing money that it it would make it make sense for me to do that, and so you know the stars aligned with the Padres.
2: Danny, you're smirking. What's going through your mind right now? He
1: gave a really Uh, good answer, Danny. (laughs) Yeah, because it, no, it is. And it's true. Like, you know, when you're in high school, it's gotta be like, for a lot of people, it's like, well, if it's the right money, well, what's the right money? Like everyone's got a different number. Right. And, um, to be able to tell people that you know that education was real important is awesome, but it's just funny. Like when I always hear people be like, "Oh, the right right money was going to pull me away." But you're 18, and if someone got 100 grand, you'd be like, "Oh shit, I don't even know what 100 grand looks like." You know what I mean? But I mean, for me, it was it was a money thing for sure, going out of out of out of high school. But to be honest, like I wanted to go out of high school. I did not want to go to college. I was kind of a different route. Like, yeah, i valued education, family owns a law firm, like education ran in my friends, my family. But the way I looked at it, I was like, I want to go play every day. I'm sick of going to class. I don't want to deal with the other stuff. I just want to go play. I want to work to my dream now. And um, and, uh, it's just funny to hear everybody's story. Like it's just, it's, you know, it's like you said when, you know uh, it's all in perspective. Just, yeah, yeah, it was so. It was a long time ago for me now. Yeah, you know, I I was drafted when you were in diapers, so it was kind of like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, was, it was it was a little bit ago. But it's cool just to hear it again. Like you know, everything come together for you. It's just it's awesome to hear those stories. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean,
3: it it came down to the question. Like I had to ask myself. Like whenever I was thinking about signing out of high school, I'm like, you know what? Like my friends are going to college and getting their degree in their major in like in preparation for what they want to do with their life and I'm like well if baseball is what I want to do with my life why not start now that's that was the other question I had to ask wow.
1: so I've and actually I want never it, heard it like playing, that
3: I want, I want to stay and work work in front yeah, that's, office that's the truth I yeah. mean every, all
1: your friends go to school to work on the jobs they want to work towards and so you know if you go if you're good enough to go out of high school I mean that's what you're really working for is it's like going to college you know it's like going to school to be in the big leagues and you know, you're just grooming yourself at a younger age to you get to the big leagues, to get in the system faster, and be up there faster, hopefully.
3: Exactly. Well,
0: you took big steps in 2018. Uh, you dealt with some injuries and just kind of nagging, nagging things that kind of lingered around. But take big steps in 2018. You caught more innings than anyone else in the Northwest League. Uh, your walk rate, your strike, your walk rate went up. Strike, strikeout rate down. Um, what changes did you make that year, or was it just kind of finally being healthy and settling into figuring out what pro ball is? Was it launch angle?
3: <laughs> I feel like everything's launch angle. Not launch angle. No. <laughs> um, no, no, I don't. You know, all these people, all all these hitting coaches on Twitter, I try to stay away from. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. But we—that's totally different. We could get way off on a different tangent. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. With me, ultimately. Um, yeah, all my, all my confidence kind of stems from, from my health. So health is something I've struggled with overall, like with my arm and, you know, all my entire body and, and and staying healthy. And I had a few injuries at the end of last year and that kind of, that kind of nagged and I had to push through it. But once my arm was feeling great, you know, it gave me more confidence behind the plate and, and that carries over to the play ball, um, with the bat, um, and, yeah, just, just kind of narrowing down an approach and figuring that out because that's something that, you know, I didn't really go high school. I just happened to, to be a little bit stronger than other guys. You kind of have to refine your approach a lot better when you get in pro ball.
0: Yeah, you can get away probably with a few few little things in high school that get exposed at pro ball for sure. But you've made that adjustment, man. The power has kind of come your way as well. Um, last year, your age – you're still just 20 years old – or last year – Uh, at the end of the year, just 20 years old, this season kind of a a wash with everything going on, but finished with a career-high nine home runs. Um, What We kind of talked about it a little bit, but what are the major differences of the everyday grind of minor league baseball? We've talked about it a few uh, times on this show of, sometimes when you get drafted and you got to go out, you're doing your laundry for the first time you're doing, you know, stuff that, that people don't realize other than needing to go play between their lines. There's a lot of other shit that goes into it. So I don't know if you can maybe talk a little bit about that or anything that stuck out the most for you in that transition.
3: I mean, the game starts to speed up a lot. So I think the, the, the key, you know, the higher levels you go out for me was finding like a routine with uh with you know, like my swinging and getting that dialed in, and then obviously I'll take care of my deep lineup. That, but um, that that was a big adjustment. Kind of like I I I skated by in high school, getting getting by with not a lot of effort and and not a lot of preparation. Um, and that definitely, that, I had to wake up to that fact in pro ball that I couldn't get by that way anymore. And, and every every day when I got to field, that that was key. everything off the field with my. Uh, you know doing the laundry the first time getting away from mom and dad that wasn't too bad uh, getting used to but uh, you, you had to grow up real quick and, and i kind of i got used to that
0: well it's nice to hear you were able to do it at, at so young of an age you know it didn't take you a couple years to figure that out and maybe it'd be too late you know you can kind of figure that out early figure yourself out get into that routine and, and try and make something work Um, Just to catch everyone up, Blake recently uh, added to the Padres 60-man player pool, um, this season being different, the roster sizes, things like that. Um, But it gave you a chance and an opportunity to showcase your skills uh, at the team's alternate training site. I believe you were at USD, University of San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, What was that like? And maybe explain um, for people that might not know, including myself, what was that every day like? Did you guys play push. games every day? Was it scrimmages? Was it workout? Like, what did you guys do every day uh, at that alternate site? Uh, yeah, they had us
3: playing games every day, and that uh, that kind of varied uh, depending on on you know what what I was had to do. Some days it was three innings. Some days I was there the whole time, so I was catching every day, getting plenty of reps. So it, um, I got added right around the trade deadline, and basically everyone knows the Padres made a lot of moves, so. Um, we traded a few catchers away. I got the opportunity to come down, and and I worked really, really hard during quarantine. And I kind of had a little fire when I showed up, and I was ready to prove prove in a good way that why I hadn't been added it And and I kind of took it by took it by
1: the, the ring.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So it was
3: taken. It was. Go ahead, Danny.
1: No, it's good that you that you uh, you know saw an opportunity with what was going on with a different situation with this. Yeah, you know, there's a forty man. There's a forty man, but in, within you know that, or you know, there's sixty man. And then within the sixty man, there's a forty man, which you saw an opportunity and you worked your ass off. Rather than, I think, why a lot of people struggled this season. Um, and, and this is just my guess, but is that everyone saw this quarantine and didn't work hard? They saw this as downtime. They saw this as off time. They saw this as an extended season with not knowing how long is the second spring training going to be? Oh shit. It's three weeks. we got to get ready. We're not in shape. Instead you went the opposite direction, took advantage of your time, of your downtime, stayed in shape, probably got stronger. So when you came back, you you're in front of a lot of people and now you show up and everyone's going, Oh shit. You do a little bit with the bat and the glove and they're like, all right, you're only two years in you're two or three years away from having to be protected on the 40, but let's put you in the 60. We'll put you over here in this new 60 deal. Now someone gets hurt. Now you're the call. So I mean, kudos to you to staying on top of your game and being being ready to go, and you getting the call. That's I mean, that's awesome for you, man.
3: Thank you.
0: Yeah, was there is there any rumblings? I mean, you got to think the organization knows the depth. They they take you high. They've seen kind of your growth year in year out. That has to lead to um, them maybe giving the confidence to make that trade, get rid of an Austin Hedges who they've had in their organization um, for a number of years now, but talk about that. Are you in Austin close? I mean, he's a J Sarah guy, orange County. Did you guys have that connection prior to becoming Padres together at all? I know he's older. He was like my grade.
3: Um, I was always a, yeah, I was always a younger guy, um, around Austin when he was in the minor league ball hitting coach, uh, Joe DeMarco, and uh and we're around occasionally talk to him much and then obviously as soon as i got drafted obviously being a fellow trinity league guy and with the same organization we started talking a little bit and as i got into the pro sessions with uh, our off-season workouts we started hitting together and and he's a great guy um i really 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 wanted to to kind of learn from him um, obviously in in terms of our depth um at catcher you know with trading guys uh, and then, obviously, getting Nola and Castro—it's kind of out of my control. So it's everything's up to the organization. I just have to play well at the end of the day. And you whatever know, decisions they make, they make. Uh, but we do have another like uh, minor league catcher, Luis Campusano in our system, who's 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 great. And uh, you know, we hopefully one day we'll we'll be able to tandem
1: together in San Diego. That's kind of that's our goal. I remember. Um... I remember the maybe the best thing that was ever told to me when I started my career, uh, and I always I always held on to it. And I don't know if you'll know the name, but um, Dimitri Young, Meat Hook. Um, he was on a rehab assignment when I first signed, and he told me, he said, "You'll be in the big leagues within two years." When I got there, and I was kind of thrown back. I was like, I don't I don't, I don't even know if I was activated to play yet. You know what I mean, like. We were just talking one day after a game. I might have played a game. And he said, you're going to be there quick. He said, "But let me tell you something. He said, don't ever look behind you and don't ever look in front of you. He said, because every year they draft someone to replace you. And he said, and there will always be someone in front of you. He said, take care of the place that you're at right now. And he said, if you take care of you, take care of the level that you're at, he said, you'll take over the top. He said, don't ever look back.
2: It's actually really good advice and a good Way to look at it, because I mean it's true though. I mean it's a, it's a business for them. It's your it's right. your dream, and it's their it, it's a business for them. So yeah, they're totally trying to what they think is bettering when you're sitting there thinking that it's your shot. Yeah, no, that's a good
1: right. I mean they think they they drafted Austin Austin Hedges what in the second round. I mean years before you, but guess what? They drafted you to replace him. And yep. I,
0: I think the name that they that he just brought up. You guys were both
3: drafted in the same year, right? Oh yeah, we were both. Um, we were actually both second round picks. We were back to back. We had yeah. two picks that year. <laughs> yeah,
0: I thought that was crazy. That's awesome, though. Hey, hey, was that was that Dimitri Young's story? Was that a pre sausage beater or after he hit the sausage in Milwaukee?
1: Oh, this is after dude. This is two thousand. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> two thousand eight, bro. This is. That was this him, right?
0: When the Sausage was running by in Milwaukee and he <laughs> fucking and he hammered
1: stuck it. His out.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it was great. I think it was. I think oh. it was. He's will have that. to put
2: that clip up.
0: Someone tell awesome. me if I'm wrong
1: cuz I want to know who it is or like Delman Young or someone. No, Delman's his brother. Had to have been Dimitri. I don't think I don't think Delmon would have been in the big Leagues at that time. Yeah, it was Yeah, that was great.
2: Well, shoot. Um anyone else have anything for Blake? I was I was going to ask what Seth what you brought up. I wanted to know what this uh the offsite life was like and cuz I mean I feel like I would just get so monotonous over and over kind of same people for the last what 75 days and I the fact that you know he also went through the trades where they traded for two other catchers, you know, and how that kind of plays into his mindset, but I mean he's already answered that with his responses <laughs> he's, he's you got a good head on your shoulders you got your mind right and yeah. it looks like you know what you want so uh, I mean it's 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 good to hear it's good to see I mean I like that fire
3: yeah thank you I mean I can give you a little bit more insight um yeah, yeah let's hear it yeah was it like what you down 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 uh, what was it USC? like a was
0: it like a bubble setup like could you guys leave what could you eat like what what was Did you it you like? eat dorm
3: food no, so, they, they t- I mean, they, they took care of us like big leaders. They, uh, they put us up in the, a nice hotel right next to the stadium. Um, and something that, you know, the organization was probably. No, not the Omni. Uh, the residence inn. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. I wish it was the Omni, though. Yeah. But, you know, uh, other than a lot of organizations being right next to the stadium, um, we, we went to all the home games, which was pretty cool experience it's pretty cool to see that fire from our big league club obviously when when they were they were playing hot it was pretty cool um and then uh when we were we were at usd um we were getting tested five times a week um they were on top of all that and uh, they were giving us all our meals um pre-made good food too no not dorm food don't worry it was good food and uh (laughs) you know we got treated with respect and, and and treated treated like big leaguers which was which was pretty unique and I can't speak for other organizations, but, you know, I have, I have no complaints. The Padres handled it great.
1: Blake, what kind of tests were they doing? What is there only one test? Were they sticking that Q-tip and, and scratching your brain, or what was going on? <laughs> <laughs>
3: little, little to both. So we had that oh. one, and that we also had the saliva. So
1: they, Five
3: think. Yeah, they were doing both.
1: I don't think I'd let anybody like, get behind my eyeball with the Q-tip and scratch my brain. I'm not, I'm not in for that. No. Sign me off wow. of that list. <laughs> no matter yeah. how many times you do it,
3: too, you can't prepare yourself. You still tear up a little bit. Oh, oh. God. Is That's it so gonna? Be,
0: will it be the same kind of setup now when you're in Peoria and in Arizona? Or what will that kind of be like, back to normal life?
3: Yeah, very similar. Um, they're still testing us. We're still in a bubble. We're really not allowed to go out, and they're providing all the meals. Wow. Um, we have about 50 guys here, so – it's a little bit more than we had down at the outside, so it's it's even more pressure to keep everyone contained and, and healthy.
1: Okay, would you would you rather take a foul tip off the knee or a q tip up the nose five days a week?
3: Q tip up the nose, that's an easy one. Oh. <laughs> I I can't walk. Yeah, no, I'll do the Q-tip. You get used to it. You never get used to a foul tip. You said you could how get long, to it.
2: <laughs> how long is it? Fifteen seconds, right? They freaking swab, you know, the back of your skull, and then they bring it back around. It's, right? it's,
3: yeah. Oh God. Q-day. No, I mean, you know Where's what to your- you expect. You, you know the pain. You, you know what to expect. I'd rather
1: I'd take that five days a week over a foul tip, hundred percent. Oh God. Okay, explain to some people. So, some of the other guests we've had on, we had Pedro Alvarez, uh, myself. We didn't play, we were fortunate we came out of college, we didn't play in the lower minor leagues. Tell a couple of people what that's like. Tell them what, tell them what it's like rolling into some shithole at 3 o'clock in the morning and being like, man, where am I going to eat lunch tomorrow? Am I supposed to do what? <laughs> <laughs> where, where's the closest restaurant to eat?
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: hard to question.
3: All of your life decisions, no doubt. Um, you definitely have those late nights. Um, you go on Snapchat and you see all your buddies in college having a great time and you're like, fuck, did I make the right decision? So (laughs) it's tough. Um, it's, it's not ideal. You hear it's a grind, it's a grind. And, and there's, there's no other way to, 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 to phrase it. I mean, you can't, you have to go through it to experience it. Words don't do it justice. I remember last year we were playing in Beloit, Wisconsin, um, which has been void, has been voted by like all the minor league pages is like the worst affiliate in baseball (laughs) solid. And, uh, we pull up to the hotel, we pull up to the hotel or actually motel. Huh? No, it's the A's. Um, We pull up to the motel that the team's providing us with. and, And then we go to close our door to our room that's facing out on the street and our door won't close. So, me and my roommate literally had to like push our suitcases up against the door so that we could like sleep <laughs> oh, with a little god. bit of peace, knowing that no one was just going to walk got first in. First watch.
2: Who's gonna go first yeah. watch? I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> oh
3: my god. Yeah, that's, mis-
2: that's
1: minor yeah. league, though, right? We usually you know try know and we usually try so and share how glamorous it is. Well, the good the good thing is, is when you make it to the big leagues, you'll look back at all this shit and you'll laugh. Yeah, and it's, it. it's bad. It was a great time. Some of the greatest moments I had was in the minor leagues. Just you know, just coming up, but you'll look back at one point and just be like, "Man, what else would I would have done? I mean, what what, what would have been better at 20 years old, 19 years old? You know, you're rich. You're out living away from by yourself. You don't have a mom and dad telling you what to do anymore. You're playing, you're playing baseball. Ball.
2: Yeah.
1: Who yeah, cares? I mean, it's fun. I mean, plus it builds character.
2: That. All that yeah. makes you like who you
3: are. Yeah, I try to describe to people, kind of. Um, it, it almost makes it sweeter. Like your relationships with your with your teammates, like it even makes it better because you guys are all going through this shit Yeah together and you know for the rest of your life you're gonna have these these stories together. So it it's fun, you know, you kinda make the most out of it and you just laugh at all the dumb shit that happens. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, because no matter what, no matter what you sign for at a Dominican or Cuba or out of high school, guess what? If they put spaghetti out there and it's got something in it you don't know exactly what's in it guess what y'all eating the same shit yeah yep. you know yeah. That, exactly. that no one going exactly. to a restaurant in some small town and nothing's gonna be open anyways but no one's going anywhere to get something special you guys are gonna sack up and eat whatever they put out there exactly oh yeah well oh, cool.
3: shoot man
0: we appreciate you so much for joining us as a true fellow monarch good head on your yeah. shoulders hard working 100 um, percent it's pretty awesome, man. This is the first time I got the chance to meet you and talk to you uh so again, thank you for for joining us and, and hopping on super easy to set up as well and getting right back to us and everything. so we appreciate yeah. you taking the time, man. This is awesome thank you Blake yeah, thank you,
3: Blake yeah seeing you do up it there, there soon too whenever I so- yeah I hope so, but yeah, when I saw you guys were at Mardi grads and you know we got a special community you know being being so kind of being real proud that we were to tomorrow so. Absolutely yes, happy to do it. We are
0: MD, baby. Yeah, All right. Well, hey, be safe out there. Cheerleader. Enjoy those. Uh, enjoy those. Hey, easy, dude. They pay They pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy those tests. I hope, uh, hope it gets a little bit easier for you. Hopefully no foul balls off the knee. Um, but, again, we'll talk to you soon, and can't wait to see you progress, man. Thanks,
3: guys. Really appreciate right, it. Have a great care,
1: night. All right, you too, bud. Yeah, see take ya. care, dude.
0: So we hear the completion of the interview there with Blake Hunt, a catcher in the San Diego Padres organization. And pretty cool to hear Blake talk about, you know, gets drafted out of high school so young. But the way he's kind of turned that into maturity and and in a short couple of years, you know, you can see guys, if they get drafted uh, at a a young age, maybe they they carry that on too long. It kind of prolongs their career and they're not able to, like, find themselves so mature or make that next step. Um, but he's been able to I mean shoot added to the 60-man player pool like Danny you brought up in the interview you're an injury you're a call you're something away from being in the big leagues now being part of that list you know what I mean and pretty remarkable for him to just continue to work his ass off man it's kind of what he said he was kind of a nobody and then all of a sudden just played in front of more scouts got more notice the next thing you know he's taken on the first day of the draft and. It's it's cool to see him mature and figure himself out, and his numbers getting better, and himself getting comfortable, and wanting to grind during quarantine. Where maybe other guys saw it as an opportunity, like, "Hey, I haven't had an off season like this," you know. Yeah. He turned it into the opposite, and it, you know, he said it lit a fire, and here he is, ready to go kill it at instructional league. So, um, a lot of cool stuff taken from from that interview from me. Uh, I hope you guys as well. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed um, listening to him talk about, you know, his decision. And, you know, he was so skinny and, you know, just a tall, skinny kid um, in high school. And the projection in the draft wasn't huge. And, um, he's you know, I, I we talked about it briefly about having a number in your head. Am I mature enough to do this? Do I want to go to school? Is school more important at this You know, at this point. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys like a Garrett Cole who turned down, you know, five and a half a million dollars, yeah. you know, to, to go to college. And, um, you know, my number at a high school wasn't that I wasn't, that I wasn't going to be the deterrent it was $5 million. I wanted to go play not because I didn't want to go to college, but it's like he said, he's like, you know, people go to college to further their career, what they want to do, like his career, he wants to be a major league baseball player and the best. Way to go about that is to get in the system and go play. Um, I'm a believer of that. I think certain kids need to go to college in order to develop um, physically. Some kids just aren't ready physically. Um, But I'm also a big believer is that, you know, if you have it, you have it. And you figure it out, whether it's in college, you figure it out in in pro ball. And, um, you know, I'm happy to see that he's figuring it out, figuring out a routine, figuring out what he needs to do to uh take the next step to get to the big league but I'm happy for him I'm happy that he was added to that 60-man roster because that we were talking about he's now one call away you know someone breaks a finger and guess what he's the catcher that's ready to go so uh very excited for him uh, looking forward to watching his career develop and uh, hopefully he has a great long career
2: yeah and and my points and kind of plays on what you're saying, Danny, how you said, you know, a lot of guys, they're not physically developed to to last when they go into the draft out of high school and they go into the system, but at least the physical side that is something that scouts and coaches and, and teams look at and they go, we can develop that. You know, like a lot of those things they can develop, right. the, the more underlying uh, issues are the mental, like, mental strength and uh, mental ability to get through right. that type of grind at that young age and clearly he had you know just listening to him talk now it's only a couple of years out of being drafted but the fact that he took quarantine was like i'm gonna freaking work my ass off i'm gonna go yeah. after this the you know he talked about uh, watching his friends and buddies on social media and questioning, like, shit, man, did I, did I make the right choice? But he knew yeah. what he wanted, you know? Like, the mental side of uh, his game looks to be on point and probably a lot to do with the fact he's a catcher. Uh, catchers, you know, I don't think get as much credit on the, the mental side. They got to handle all the pitchers. They got to, you know, manage yeah. the team. They got to a and on. Handle all
1: the Handle all the mental midgets.
2: Yeah, all the mental yeah. midgets.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: But he, no, he's a he's a cerebral guy, and uh, it was fun talking to him. And I I feel good things uh, coming along. Not to mention he's a beast. So yeah, uh, yeah.
1: His yeah. size
2: and his physical ability. I don't think he had much to worry on that aspect, right. <laughs> and the mental side is just complete in the package. So.
1: Yeah, now it's just about putting, you know, getting at bats under your belt and and continue to develop and continue to see who you are as a player and what you know what you're going to become. And that's you know that he's in that process now.
0: Yeah, I also think it was cool. I mean, obviously, we have no idea. I would imagine the other alternate sites are pretty close to their big league park. But for him to be able to go to the games, you talk about something that's going to make you go to the fucking cage and maybe take some hacks or, yeah. or f- work on friend- – I mean, you're around that. A team's winning like that. They're having as much fun as they are. That makes you want to join that team. You know what I mean? Right. So, Plus you'd be, be able, able to go to those games and and, and, like, being around, like, I wonder how – how fortunate other organizations are to have that. I mean, USD is 10 minutes from Petco park. You know what I mean? And it's a gorgeous right. facility. Um, so you're not lacking anything by keeping the players close to Petco. You know what I mean? Um, I agree? Yeah, no, really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Insight stuff. Yeah. Shoot. We had our own first little first hand talk with a bubble. We've never really got to talk with anyone. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's supposed to kind of be in a bubble like that. So um really cool for Blake to take his time and and like I said in the interview he replied immediately um like we like you said the the modern day grad um definitely grabbed his attention but we're happy he grabbed ours and and was able to hop on man we had a good time for sure um but that kind of does it for me do you guys have anything else before we wrap up here
1: does it for me just good luck to Blake you know get out there get it done get the big leagues keep grinding
2: Happy for him. I echo that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stay healthy, too. That's the big thing. Health, yeah. I mean, he talked about that. His health is a big key to he his success He goes off so his far, health. So, you know, if, if yeah. he
0: feels good behind the plate, everything else works well. So we wish nothing but the best for him um, moving forward. And we thank you guys once again. Another episode in the books here. Episode 18 finishes up. We uh, thank you guys for joining us uh be another week we'll put out a fresh new one for you guys from wherever you may be listening from but a reminder check us out on spotify apple soundcloud youtube you name it we're there check us out rate review um comment let us know what you think um we we love the support we'll be coming out with a few announcements we do have the winner of the danny espinoza signed baseball we'll be putting that out soon We are going to be doing a MLB playoff bracket as well. The three of us will fill out who we think will be advancing to the World Series and winning it, Um, and we'll go from there. But we're excited. We're excited you guys are along the ride and uh, can't wait to uh, continue this journey. So thanks again for joining us. I'm Seth Smith. That's Garrett Smith and Danny Espinoza. Everyone, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Mahalo.